Ladies and gentlemen, another episode of the Horns Down podcast. Definitely put them down all the time. Your host, Chris with a K here, Chris Griffin, you guys obviously know. Also known as the guy who said that JT Sanders is still and never will be an issue. He's a non-issue, <laughs> right? So with that being said, we're joined by, uh, I mean, hell, we call him a guest host, a guest of the show, whatever. Hell, he might as well be on here anyways. But Jason <laughs> from Unfair Sports is on the show today. Jay, what's up, man? What's good, man? What's good, everybody? Thanks for having me as usual. Y'all know where to find your boy. I love pulling up here at the Horns Down so that we can talk that turkey. All right, y'all, look. Okay, this episode is called the State of the Oklahoma Football Address. So with no further ado, if you don't mind, Jay, I'll, I'll take the mic just for a second and I'll pass it off to you. Lead the way. So, <clears throat> listen, everybody. Maybe we overestimated this team this year. Maybe we overestimated some of the, the personnel, the staff, the, the players, different things like that that we had really high expectations for. But one thing I would definitely say is this right here. It's all about circling the wagon right now, okay? So in your mind, draw an imaginary circle around all of us that are in here, right? All of us who are watching this video. If you don't have faith in... Uh, Coach Venables, or the direction that he is going to take this program in, you're entitled to your opinion, but gladly step outside of the circle right now. Because although a lot of people are panicking right now, and a lot of people are wanting this to happen, that to happen, I've heard things about boosters trying to get him fired so they can hire Hypo, right? It's going to be okay. Okay, the ship's not sinking. This program is going to be great. This program is always going to be great. So my whole thing is this right here. Look, we've had some terrible outings. The problem for everybody is this. The product on the field does not match the expectations that we all had. But it's okay to temper your expectations. It's okay to have your your thoughts about what should happen and what's not happening and all the rest of that. That's perfectly fine. But you got to keep the faith and you got to still support the team. Even I have said some things about guys like Justin Brules. And I will say this right here. I'm going to follow Brent Venable's lead and I'm going to trust the process. And I'm going to say we're going to be just fine. Jay, I've said it before. Aaron Rodgers, relax. It's going to be okay. We have Texas fans trying to tell us at every step of the way. We told you so. We knew this was going to happen. This and that. Yada, yada, yada. We have not experienced 10 to 13 years of mediocrity in the Big 12. We have not. If that's unprecedented, that's what they do. But this program right here, there's a reason why we say there's only one. And there's only one. This program will be okay. We're in great hands. Venables is building something. We have some positive news uh, that, that has, has trended up today, which was mm -hmm. the fact that, hell, our our recruiting class is now ranked number three. When they looked at the senior film, they're looking at it and they're saying, okay, this class is talented. And I do expect Vasic and a lot of those other guys that have already committed to us to stay committed. So the ship's not sinking, anybody, everybody. There's only one. OU's going to be fine. We're going to be perfectly fine. It's fine that some of these teams are beating up on us and all the rest of that stuff. Why do I say that? Because these are teaching moments. These are beautiful moments right now. And if you have, if you if you gave up your stock and you're not buying stock and OU, you better buy it while it's cheap. Because I'm telling you now, it's not going to be a revenge tour. It's going to just be about riding the ship and getting everything situated for us. We're our mm -hmm. own worst enemy right now. So that being said, Jay, do you have anything to say to the good people uh, here right now? Yeah, you know, I I... I didn't have similar expectations as everybody else when it came to this first year because I knew that there was a large amount of changes that had to be made in order for this team to really produce. Um, let's take a look at a couple of things. First off, at the quarterback position, we lost three quarterbacks basically over the last – actually four quarterbacks over the last three years. You know, yeah. with Chandler Morris leaving, you had uh, Tanner Mordecai left, and then in the same year, Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattler left. No depth whatsoever, so that had to be fixed. 
And, you know, Brian Dillon Gabriel in was awesome. Um, I think that he's produced well, not as great as we would like, but at the same time, still, you know, understanding his receivers and making the magic happen. But then with his injury, you had no depth. Put it like this. Once they brought in a quarterback in, in the recruiting class, they went straight to the portal and got two more quarterbacks. So that tells you kind of what the depth looks like and what that was whenever the team, when they walked in at the beginning of January. So there's a lot that, that's to go along with that. And the critical thing is you got to have a quarterback to do it. And then on the defensive side, we had so much turnover in the last uh, year that to me, my, my expectations was that we go to a bowl game. That was really it. Need year one so the team can, so the coaching staff can do what they need to do. And as we see with this number three recruiting class, they're bringing in the players that they want for their system, especially on defense. I mean, look at it. It's heavy defense, if you notice. The the recruiting class is very heavy on the defensive side, and then there's some elite offensive weapons to go along with it. I mean, we've got a good three edge rushers that are going to be absurdly good. Um P.J. Adebayo, as well as Colton Vasek and Blanc, they're going to be some monsters. So for me, it's one of those, this is the first year them figure out all the players that they want to do things with. And this is a bit towards the SEC. We're not going to the SEC for another, what, two more years so far. I just saw a report. It looks like the Big 12 has started building the schedule for 2023 and 2024 with both Texas and Oklahoma in it. Mm-hmm. So that means that the TV contracts probably didn't put it together properly the way they wanted in line, the stars in the line and where they wanted to. So that means that everything is going to probably be 2025 forward is when OU and Texas bounces with that being the, the case, those two more, this, the, the class, we just kind of piecemeal together um, after uh, Riley left right there, right before signing day, they piecemealed a solid top 10 class then they've added this class now, which is right now number three. It fluctuates, so it'll probably yeah. finish in the top ten, no problem. Yeah. Then you'll add next year's class. That's going to give you three years of veteran presence that they'll be prepared for walking to the SEC with the defense that's built specifically the way Venables and staff wants them to go. Now, of course, those first three games were fantastic. It looks like we saw the potential, and then the last three were god-awful. But yeah. I do will say this. Those first three cl- games – it showed that we have the athleticism to do it, but when they started adding way more complexities to the to the defensive scheme, which Ted Roof mentioned, they started to add more things into it. You started to see where things started to fall apart in the communication, and then injuries hit. You know, we lost our Mason Thomas, Billy Bowman's now gone. You know, the defense has been beat up a little bit, and we're just thin. We're just a thin team right now, yeah. and so it'll be all right. Relax. This season, if you want to call it a loss season, cool. They'll make it to a bowl game, and they'll be all right after this year. But the greats all had to have a year where they got what they wanted and what they needed in there. Like, yeah. I always tell everybody, the comparison I use is Kirby Smart. He's the best one. Um, the Georgia went 10-3 and the year before he got there. Well, 9-3 and in the season, won the bowl game with Mark Wright. Mark Wright was a consistent 10-win uh, coach at Georgia. He just couldn't get over the hump. Kirby got in there. Had a mediocre year, and then from there he started to propel. They went seven and five his first year, and then from there, boom, he's got a national championship. So it's gonna take some time to get the guys you need in for your scheme, but then you'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, the the great late Kobe Bryant always said, "Look, it's championship or bust. Pretty much, it's a wasted season if you're not getting talking about chips." So that's the whole thing. I mean, that's really what I, I I think for me personally, that's what I care about. I'm like, hey, are we winning championships? And I'm not just talking about Big 12. I'm talking about national. Like, are we doing anything in that light? OU has been a successful program. They su- sustained success. They they played for numerous national uh, titles. Uh, yep. It's been always been in the conversation. Yeah, it's been competing, yeah, beat up on SEC teams. We've done it. We've done it for years. Exactly. And I think that you're going to see the success can, uh, carry over. Now, the whole thing is, is just patience. I mean, that's what you're preaching right now. And I think that's what you, when you hear Venables talk, it's still there. People are talking yeah. about, where's the rah-rah? Where's the energy? Where's this? And I'm like, no, the energy is still there. It never left. It's on 100. It's just the fact that, hey, he understands what's going on with this team. He realizes, hey, look, this is what we have right now. This is not what we're going to look like years and years uh, 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 in the future, right? So 
I think you're going to be fine. I mean, I see Matt in here. Matt wants to talk all this noise and 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 this and that and that's yeah. Great. I don't. I don't. I'm trying to understand. I mean, yeah, I, Are you like, okay? Enjoy, enjoy your victory, but I will say it's like you know that still is not a game defining. It's not doesn't define your season. At the end of the no, day, no, it doesn't at all. Two. Yeah, you're four and two. We're three and three. I mean, we're really kind of just ain't that much better. And, yeah, and and the funny thing about this about this Matt yeah. person, man, I think it cracks me up with it is, um, I mean, I get that you want to just kind of troll and go through and troll. That's cute and all, but when Texas does have their fall, when they fall apart like they always do, don't hide. Come in here and say, well, yeah, we well we won our game. You can do that. Go right ahead, but don't but don't 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 be silly. Don't, I mean, the trolling is silly, but you know it's okay. Yeah, and I mean, I know that we troll we troll them, so hey. You know, I'll let Matt stay in here. Matt can say what he wants. But at the same time, I have faith in this program. I have faith in, in, uh, in Vittables for sure. Um, I think kind of just recapping last week and the weeks previous, I don't know what the hell to say. To be honest with you, we've been out of position. We've been uh, the the less – we haven't been the mo- more uh, – excuse me. We haven't been physical at all. Let's just put it like that. Yeah, we haven't we haven't won uh, at the line of scrimmage. To be honest with you, offensive line has actually looked decent over these past three weeks. To be honest with you, but the defensive line has almost been non-existent. Some people would blame it on the three-man front. Obviously, that's what they want to go to. But at the same time, you can see that they want to add some complex things to this defense. But you just <clears> don't have the personnel right now to execute because everybody are, is having mental lapses out there on the field. Right, they're trying to overcompensate in a lot of places, and you see it. You see them just not reacting properly and messing up. And Matt, we know you're trolling. You know that's why we're joking up here, like you know, picking at you or whatnot, bro. We we get it. It's fun. This is what this is good banter. It's not like you're being disrespectful. It's it's good. So, but overall, yeah, no, you're right. You're pointing that that exactly the issue is on the defensive side. They're trying to figure out where everybody needs to be it's kind of like honestly, it's it is similar to the way when Stoops first came in. He had all of John Blake's talent. They bring in talent. Like Lincoln Riley even brought in talent. Always the problem with a lot of coaches is putting them in the right spots. And this is something yeah. they've got to figure out. Texas had the same problem. I remember we was on with Nino, uh, with Nick uh, from Nino's Corner. He made a great point. It's something that um that makes that made sense that, that I didn't really uh dig deep into. And I need to go back and watch his video about it. But he talked about Texas. He said one of the problems Texas had was in the trenches. They didn't have the talent in the trenches. Um but they still had, you know, top 10 classes. So they were missing a key component to being successful in college football. And now Sark is focused on that. They got those freshman bookends on the line and they're starting to see that success you need. And he's like, yeah, this is what Oklahoma's always kicked our butt on is in the trenches. And I think that that's what we'll get back to. Venables yeah. will bring those Clemson type players that he used to always get. Then we'll see some fun. We'll have, we'll get back to some fun, um, uh, Red River games going forward and all of that jazz. Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing. Like, hell, Matt has a good point. I think VBV does need a couple years, but I, I think that here's here's the problem that I had with. Shout out to my guy Nick Nick Battle Nino's Corner. Shout out to my guy Stephen uh, Nigati from a fanatic perspective. The one thing I would disagree with them on is wholeheartedly is the fact that oh well, he's a new coach. He's this and that. Look, it's new everything for everybody. It's new scenery. I don't think that him switching to uh, to the head office has anything to do with, with what you're seeing right now. The problem is, is that, look, there is – and it's it, 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 we have talent. To your point, we have a lot of talent out here. But a lack of talent and effort or just a, 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 to be married together, it seems like that's something that's lacking on this team right now. So I think guys do care, but I and I do think that a lot of these guys are really talented. It's just mm-hmm. the fact that this defense is really complicated to learn. He's asking you to do some things. It's kind of like a yo-yo effect out there sometimes with the with the secondary. So you're seeing some things happen that you normally wouldn't happen uh, see happen, and some of those lapses they're just not getting covered up by you being a better athlete. Some of these teams are just out executing you. To be honest with you. Right. I can't think. Of, I think it was Joe Klatt that mentioned this when I was watching him about a week or two ago. And he said one of the problems you run into with the three three five is that you have to have like a 300 plus pound nose tackle 
fill that gap and force a double team on them. That way the other players can move around freely and, and try to be more finesse, I guess you could say. And that's not something we have yet. You know, uh, Jeffrey Johnson isn't that big. Like he's good, but he's not great. He's getting there. And that, that's kind of one of those things you got to have. You got to have a massive, I mean, hell, Jordan Davis, when he was with uh, Georgia, that was why they, why they could shift everything up, out, uh, shift everything up and have their ends st- uh, stand out like their linebackers and really play uh, pass rush because you got to focus on Jordan. If you don't stop Jordan, he's going to run through everybody. You know, that's no different than like the Aaron Donalds and stuff. You got to have a big guy in the middle, and that's something that we're going to get. And so in talking about, uh, the Clemson guys coming to Oklahoma. There was reports that there's some the Clemson defensive liner players wanted to transfer to Oklahoma, and Venables told them no. He was like, "Nah, man, I prefer you finish out your commitment to Dabo. I don't want to. I don't want to take from where where I was fed. I want to take from my old home. And if that's the case, then you know that talent's gonna come. We've got that on the line. Vasek's gonna be a monster. I, I can tell by the way that he plays and watching him." on a lot of his film, he just shot up the rankings in 24-7, which is what helped propel us to a number three class. P.J. Adebayo, he's going to be stupid good at Kansas City. He's going to be one of those edges, and you're going to be like, how did everybody overlook him? Because he's one of those guys that he has only played football for like two years, and then next thing you know, he's going to end up, somebody's going to want to draft him in the first round. He, he has that potential because he's so athletic, strong, and fast while playing on the edge. There's going to be, we're going to get those guys. All of that stuff's going to start coming. It's just going to take two years to replenish everything yeah. we lost. No, everything we lost. And, and, you know, look, as much as I disagree with Nick and Steven, I, I, you know what? I'll be the first to say, I'll be a man of, I'll be, a, I'll, I'll eat the crow on that, right? It, it does suck not having Isaiah Thomas uh and nick benito out there you can throw in perry young but i i would say those two for sure with asamoah because you know that yes. they were gonna give you max effort and i mean they were those guys they were those dudes even in a poor alex grinch system that third year right mm-hmm. and so my whole thing is is that you do see kind of what we lost and you know, you're hoping that at some point Redmond will turn it on and that will help a guy like Reggie Grimes be able to to kind of take that step that we all still expect him to take. But I think for me, Jay, I, I just see that, hey, six games into the season, we have six games left, possibly seven. Let's go and finish this thing the right way. And let's see how this team finishes. Are they going to finish five and seven? Are they going to finish three and nine? Are they going to finish six and six? Or are they going right. to go out there and try to turn this thing around in the season hot, nine and three, eight and yep. four, something like that, to where you say, okay, I see the progress that they've made. They look great. They look terrible. Now they look like a real team. I can start seeing, I see some of the parts. And then next year, you just want to keep, keep getting better. Like Vic says, keep the main thing, the main thing. And look, I'm not being endorsed by anybody. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm just telling you from what I see and from what I feel. I've been through it, okay? I was there at the game. I know. I felt every emotion from last year all the way to this year. And trust me, look, I'm still pretty damn pissed off about the Texas game. But what I will say is this right here. I trust the process, and that's all that needs to be said. So moving on. So moving on, let's go ahead and talk about this game. Uh, I mean, this week's game, Kansas. Kansas is coming in, and obviously they're not the Kansas of old. Uh, nope. We struggled with them last year, uh, even with their backup quarterback. That it seems like is going to be starting uh, this game. So Beam, Beam, however you say his last name, he's mobile and. I, I'm not going to say he has an arm, but everybody keeps talking about he threw like four touchdowns or whatever when he came in uh, um, after Daniels went down. But I do know that the boy can uh, he can convert on slants and out routes because I saw that all last year. So um, it's the same thing again. I think that you got to come out there and be physical. I think you got to come out there and be gap sound. You got to have gap integrity. Linebackers have to um, show up. Aguebu and and um, and Stutzman got to show up this game. We got to get a push up front. Uh, 
defensively, I think we still match up really well against them. I still like the guys that we're going to have out there. Um, I, I, I'm obviously, I, I think going off of what you said, I don't think Bowman's going to be back there. So you're hoping that Brawls and uh, I, I don't know. I mean, are we going to see Woody Washington at safety again? Like, what are we going to see? You know, I anticipate uh, seeing Woody Washington playing safety, especially since uh, the announcement yesterday. Well, the the source and then the kind of confirmation yesterday that DJ Graham is moving from corner to wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, starting probably this with that, that means we'll probably see more CJ Colden. I, I remember seeing him in the <clears throat> Texas game and it looked like he yeah. did some solid stuff. He did some good stuff in coverage. And that was a few people that I listened to talked about. They analyzed him like he actually looked solid. You might see some Connie Walker, who's a redshirt freshman. He's still young. He may actually start to get some more reps or whatnot. And then uh, I know Key Lawrence has kind of fallen out of grace with everybody, but he'll probably have a bounce back. He, his opportunity for a bounce back, him, Trey Morrison, and then, of course, you said Woody Washington actually going back out there to the safety spot. The biggest thing is that you just got to have that IQ out there and someone to communicate to everybody and make sure people know where they're supposed to be. That's kind of the key thing. It seems like the defense, whenever they get the call, it takes them a bit to get set. And mm-hmm. by the time they get set, the ball's hiked. And that's yeah, kind of exactly. I think that's kind of a problem. And it's more so like you like we mentioned complexities in the defense. When you start adding layers onto it, it's just one of those when you get against actual defenses, uh, actual offenses, and you're playing defense, you, you just kind of got to figure out how to make sure you execute it right. You got to you got to execute it almost flawlessly. Now, yeah. now we have to be flawless moving forward because the Big Twelve is tough. Yeah. Every game moving forward is a hard game. Uh, Iowa State has the best defense in the Big 12. Their offense is kind of questionable, but they've got the best defense in the Big 12. Kansas has the, you know, Daniels was considered the best quarterback in the Big 12 by a lot of metrics. And luckily he's not playing this week. I hope he does come back next week so he can take out everybody else. Totally want Kansas to be Texas again because that would be lovely to see. But no, um, no Daniels this week. And so Jason Bean, he looks like, you know, he, he's got some ability ability but i don't i don't know what what jason bean's gonna actually do that is going to um really terrify everybody i guess you could say i i saw him up close to, i mean I, I saw him uh in person last uh last season i went to the um uh the homecoming game with my uh my girlfriend down there at osu and so I watched them and I was like, man, if he could just, if they could just sustain some drives, they would be in this game. Early on, they were, they were moving the football. They just couldn't sustain drives. Um, but at the same time, I mean, we just haven't looked that good against anybody. It, it, to be honest with you, I mean, we've made yeah. Max Duggan look like freaking Tom Brady out there. Look, honestly, Mike Vick out there. I mean, he was just running. I mean, I mean go look at what Max Duggan's done this entire year, though. Just go look. And it's hard to say even say that because this year, yeah, look, I'm gonna go off the present, but in the past, I'm like he's been spotty at best. Numbers are gaudy, all of that. I mean, hell, you think it would come through? Hell, it's what his sixth year in roughly. But let let me let me point something out though. I think this is one thing to think about. And just looking at the way Max Duggan has played, he's basically taking the job back from Chandler Morris. Chandler Morris is not getting his job back. This is Max's job. But what yeah. Max has got is something that you I we have to give props to. Garrett Riley is his offensive coordinator. The Rileys, both Lincoln and Garrett, brothers, know how to make quarterbacks look really good. Yeah, they do a fantastic job in that. I mean, they made Spencer Rapp the highest favorite, and we see what he's doing at South Carolina with Shane Beamer. We moved him to a different coach, not the same dude. So the Rileys know how to make quarterbacks look amazing, period. The concepts are simple. I forgot who – I think it was, it was Joe Clad who said this. He said well, the way Riley does it is the concepts are simple – but he makes a lot of changes in just the routes, but they're really simple stuff for the receivers and the quarterback. So the defense gets confused, but the offense doesn't. And so those layer, the, their layer of complexity makes it is very easy work for a quarterback. And so because of that, we're seeing them their offensive sets work, and that's where Max Duggan is dominant at. He's running uh, Lincoln Riley's basically offense. Of course, he's going to look good. Yeah. Um. It's kind of like let me let me let me back up. It's kind of like Kyle Shanahan. If if you go look at Kyle Shanahan and how he got Matt Ryan an MVP trophy, RG three a a Rookie of the Year trophy, as well as right now Jimmy Garoppolo, for all his flaws, looks like a very good quarterback. If you can scheme wide receivers wide open, butt naked open all the time, yeah, 
usually that means your OC is amazing, and no matter who's throwing the pill, they're going to figure it out. I mean, they had lines of quarterbacks that was putting up 300-yard games in the NFL because of the way that Shanahan had them set up. So I say that to say great OCs will get those quarterbacks open. And I mean, it's the, it's the guys, you know um... – with the Rileys, I mean, you could see it when they broke down the play on that on that busted coverage uh, uh, during the game. You could see mm-hmm. it. He's doing the same thing that his brother's doing. He's stressing. He's stressing the hell out of that safety. He's yep. forcing that yep. safety. Yeah, I talked about it before. They'll run. He'll run like two twin routes basically, and he'll say, "Okay, this is going to be a corner at some point, but you're going to have to figure something out because I'm sending my slot or my fastest guy." a la uh, Hollywood Brown, I'm going to send him on either a <laughs> right. route or just a straight go. So you're going to have to make a decision whenever they get to that second level because you're trying to play a zone, and it's not like I'm running four go routes, but I'm basically telling you, hey, I'm going to stress the hell out of you because you're going to have to make a decision. Do you match? It feels it? like it's four go routes the way they do it. <laughs> but no, right, exactly. Yeah. Simple exactly. concepts, looks complex to the defense. They don't know because they run it out of the out of they run those different concepts out of like mm-hmm. a few sets. So you don't know what's coming from the 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 five or ten sets that he's running. It's like a hundred different things that they can do in it. So that's good coaching. And I think, like I said, with us, Lebby has one quarterback that knows mm-hmm. his system inside out. He's got to get the other guys up to speed. Doesn't look like that there yet. Evers, they've on, said they on, wanted on, him on, to sit for a year. I'll say, I'll say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Let's stay on the defense. Defensively, what do we have to do against Kansas to win this game? Uh, we need to play some of these young guys. Go ahead and get Canick out there. Let Kip uh, Lewis play. Give me some Kobe McKenzie. Mix in those young linebackers and let them get some reps. Let them get some hits because they're going to go out there with energy and hit. Canick has been everywhere. Every time he's played and every time I've seen him on the field, the dude's flying all over the field. I want to see more of him. Now, he's still trying to learn the linebacker position, and I totally get that, especially at this level. But if you got a guy that's willing to run the way he does and the way he's hitting holes, the way that he's making tackles, the way that he's he's a part of the gang tackles that's happening, we need that. I think we need to get more of the young guys out there, get them some 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 plays. Um, he does need an additional 20 pounds. I've actually uh, saw somebody else say that same thing. And Deshaun White said that he's going to potentially be special. He saw something in him. He's like, hey, man, he's going to be something. So we need to get that, the, the linebacker switching around, the secondary – they, they are doing fine about preventing deep balls when the right people are at safety. We, we're we not giving up deep plays. We're giving up underneath. That's what the linebackers need to play. And then the offense, the defensive linemen need to get more pressure. We need to get more. I think R. Mason Thomas is going to play this week. Um, we need to get him, Jeffrey. We need, we, need Cole, we need all of them to get pressure on the quarterback. And if we can do that or at least make it give them a little stress, I think we'll be fine. No, and I definitely agree. We just got we gotta we gotta do something. We gotta circulate a pass rush. I think that's the biggest thing. Um yeah. I, mean, I was talking to my uncle today. I, I think you honestly you gotta get back. I think you need to go back to basics. You gotta go back to just basics and just let them just be better, be the better athlete, right? Yeah, now. be the better athlete. You can Agreed. still install a lot of different things, but just let them be athletes and let them play. Don't let don't have them thinking so much. Right now, I think right now a four-man front would be great and be ideal in this situation. Are they going to do it? I don't know. It seems like they've been reluctant all year. But can you circulate a pass rush and can you actually defend a pass? Can you keep that underneath stuff out of the game unlike you were able to do against Texas? I think that's going to be a big key. Um, um, this Kansas offense can score. Uh, we've yes. seen it time and time again. They can score. So are you going to be able to get – get stops and then also you're going to be able to sustain drives which goes to the offensive side of the ball so i'll let you take it first offensively what are you ex- i mean i don't even know if i can say what offensively can we do to beat them what are you expecting to see from this offense okay i'm first i need to figure out who's going to throw the ball so right now we still have dylan gabriel in the concussion protocol out there they hit against tcu and if he doesn't play, I really want them to just go throw Nick, either Nick Evers or General Booty out there and just throw him in the fire. Let's see if they're gamers. I know that Levy does not believe in that, and I totally get why he wouldn't because in this at this level, even more than the NFL, you will get 
They will chew you up and spit you out quickly if you can't make a decision and make it happen. Now, I think for that, Levy's going to have to start doing the plays. So there's certain plays that, that, that offenses run, and this is at college as well as at the NFL. And you see this a lot at the NFL when we try to question like the greats and why they made certain decisions they made. Certain are designed to to go this direction no matter what. And that's a way to help the quarterback not have to think for a moment. Like, hey, the way they've been playing, do this, go this direction. If it completes, it completes. If it don't, it don't. But go that direction so that you don't have to think as much in this play. We need to set up more plays where the quarterbacks don't have to think for the Now, if these quarterbacks show that they can make adjustments and do it on their own, then, you know, let them let them make a couple mistakes here and there. I just want to see them throw the ball. That's all I want to do. We've already seen what Bevel can and cannot do. And I don't like the fact that we would throw him out there at wide receiver because everybody's looking at him like, we know you're not going to him. He's 6'6". He is pretty big dude. You ain't going to throw him the ball. Go ahead and just let the other guys just sling it and let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, let let it rip. Uh, I'm hopeful that we see uh, Gabriel this week. Like I, like I told you before we came on here, uh, passing by um, – the stadium today, I saw them out there on the practice field and I was like, okay, well, that's a good sign because that shows that they're not trying to hide anything right now, right? They're not trying to, you know, be secretive about certain things like they were last week leading up to the Texas game. Um, man, here's what I want to see. I want to see the I want to see the wide receivers get involved in this game. Not in the run game, but wide receivers get involved in the passing game. We have too good of we we have a damn good wide receiver court. Hey, um, our room is beautiful. We have a really good room. I would say, I would say straight up, if you haven't bought stock in him yet, I know we have a small sample size, but if you haven't bought stock in him yet, you're sleeping on Jaleel Farouk. That kid is going to be a monster. He's a gamer. Yes. He's a gamer. As soon as they gave him the ball and the kick return, I think that Levy and them learned something about him very quickly after putting him in for kick returns. I think it was his TCU. And they're like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. No, like he's for real a gamer. Like we know he's good. We just got to figure out give him the ball. No, no, just give him the ball any any way, shape, or form, and let him just do his thing. It feels like a potential opportunity to get a get a uh, Peter Ward type setup. We just got to get that man the ball and just let him figure it out, open field, and go. Now I'm not saying he's as good as uh, Peter or Santana was back in the early '90s. I mean, uh, early 2000s and late '90s. But if he can show some type of skill set similar to where he just like he was showing in that uh, wildcat offense as well as on the kick returns, you need to go ahead and start giving that man the ball and just let him figure it out. He's going to do it. And I think that that's something that they're starting to trust the players more because like like we said before, they came in here. None of these are their kids, except for Dylan Gabriel, really, to be honest, and Canick. They're trying to figure out what we've got and what we need to do with who it's not something you can figure out when the defense knows what the offense is going to do. And the offense knows what the defense is going to do in practice. That's really tough. You know, you'll see gamers, but you don't, you can't really gauge it until you go out on the field. In those first three games, we were just the most athletic teams on the field. So we were able to do it. This, now we're playing against teams that are actually good. TCU's good. Don't pretend like they're not. They're undefeated. No, I don't, he's not going to leave. I, he's going to be okay. Um, just to, to – to, to, Who leave? To, like, oh, I don't it. think Farouk's going nowhere. Nah, I think Farouk – and once you get him the ball in his hands, he, yeah. he's going to go out there and pull like a CD lamb and just be that much of a monster. No, no. look. We get I guys drafted. Perfect, I have the perfect comparison. A guy that actually played in Levy's system the past, uh, I want to say, year or two when he was at Ole Miss, Dontario Drummond. He got Ooh. him in all types of ways. He got him involved in the game in all types of different ways. And I'm trying to tell you now, he was a monster with that. And it's the same thing that I see with a guy like Jaleel Farouk. Just get him the ball. He's a gamer. But yeah. at the same time, man, if – look, you can't come out there and play around with uh, – I hate to say it, you can't come out there and let Bevel just kind of it, it do what he, he did this last game. He's not a decoy. He's none of that. And for the love of God, if you're going to stick with the Wildcat, stick with it all the way through each each segment of your drive. Because right. you went away from it in key critical moments. Obviously, the jump pass for the, uh, for, uh, for the interception that they had pokes out like a sore thumb. And then you're on fourth and one. It's 14 to zero. It's working. 
if you're not if 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 majors is still not 100% healthy why and and here look I like Eric Gray I like Eric Gray a lot but in my opinion you cannot you cannot go back to your normal formation and try to run counter uh, counters with him going against any defensive line I think your best bet is either to say okay we're going to go with um Braden Willis running a wildcat and running in between the tap between the tackles right or or you can line Eric Gray back up at the wildcat by himself which he had a lot <laughs> of success so I mean look I know Monday morning quarterback Monday morning offensive coordinator I'm just saying those are observations that I made at the at the Texas game so my whole thing is is can we please not only sustain drives, but can we score? Can we get those type of plays? We had all the momentum on our side to score, but we just, it was terrible execution, terrible execution. So with this game, I don't care who's at quarterback. If it's, if it's, if it's Gabriel, will we get the Dylan Gabriel that we all want to see? The one who's not overthrowing guys, the one who's precise, is he going to come out here and slice and dice his defense? Or if we have to go with the backups, are we going to actually use the backups so we can use our wide receiver core? I mean, I think that that look in this game offensively, we are our biggest enemy. The Kansas defense is decent, but their uh their pass defense is terrible. I think they're like 115th in the nation or something. But at the same time, are we gonna make them look like they're the, the damn uh 1980 Bears, right? Or I don't know. Are they, are they going to come out there with a steel curtain Steelers defense, right? So my whole thing is, is that we have to go out there and not beat ourselves and not do any of that. Like if we do that and we come out there and just play our brand of football, our type, and Levy is hitting on all cylinders, we're going to be just fine. And we'll – I'm not going to say we have a chance as Kansas, but at the same time, we'll be able to go out there and execute and do what we need to do to secure a victory. Yeah, no, you're right. That's that's it. Just try to play mistake free ball and get out there. Now, I know a lot of people talking about um <clears throat> Micah Bowen, and I'm I'm just gonna say it this way. There's a reason why we haven't seen him since he's been here. And there's a reason why supposedly he got moved to wide receiver. There's a reason. There's a reason Michael why he left Penn State. Yeah, supposedly he's in the wide receiver room now. I don't know. But there's a reason. Why? Like, guys can be great in high school, and we've seen this. This is the problem with recruiting. It's the problem with going to the NFL draft, NBA draft, any draft, any time. Talent can show itself up in high school, and they'll dominate. But when they get to that next level, we don't know what they can do. And then when they get out there, and they make questionable throws, and I, would, I wouldn't be able to go ahead and see what my can do but obviously they've watched him enough in practice and even i've yeah. talked to some folks and some and, um that's been to the practices and stuff and they've talked to some players but and, and players will tell you guys any good or not based upon the way they practice and i'm just gonna say no player said anything but there's a reason why he's not high on the depth chart you the, the coaches can evaluate at least that much i'll give them that they can evaluate that much and so yeah there's a reason why he's not playing and i don't think i <clears throat> The Dylan Gabriel piece is unfortunate because it, it appeared that he was the only guy that was prepared to run this offense as quickly as they needed to figure it out. And even going into the the JUCO, um, going into the transfer portal to get, you know, or get JUCO players like a general booty is just, they just got here and just was not good enough against our defense. And y'all talking about our defense now, like sooner Cowboys just said that Kansas is going to look like Kansas City Chiefs offense against us. Well, if General Booty's out there and, he, and he's getting abused by our defense, do you want to see him against somebody else's? Just be honest. Keep it a buck. I'm just that's all I got to say on that. Um I, I'm just still at a loss for words, man. Like, like I said, that can't that that Texas victory just does not sit right with my soul, man. It does not sit right at all. I just I just want to see this team be successful, man. And I think that you have some key pieces out there. Um, it's just the fact, like I said early in the video, man. The the product the product on the field does not match the expectations that we have for this team. And 
I think that if we can get back to that, if we can start playing that way, I think people, more people will jump on on back on uh, on the on the wagon and say, "Hey, this team is going to be okay. We're going to be fine." But I mean, at this point, I think I'm not saying you tank the season or anything like that. But I'm just saying, hey, you got to put these people back in there. You know? <laughs> yeah. Hank says that he's a he's a uh, he's a current uh, Wildcat QB. Which, hey, you want to be honest? That's a good point, Hank. I can't even argue with you. That's a great point. Yeah. Because if you think about it, we were basically running a wildcat with guys that weren't quarterbacks. I mean, weren't wide receivers, and, and it didn't look even suspicious whatsoever to the uh, the defense. They're just like, oh, yeah, just throw that quarterback out there. He ain't going to get the ball. They're going to run it. And so they just focused on that. We just got to – I think if anything, and Venables kind of mentioned this, didn't use it as an excuse, but he did mention it, that fatigue kicked in. And I saw a report somewhere that Schmitty supposedly, Jerry Schmitty, of all people, went to Venables and said, hey, these guys need a day off. We've been running ragged for too many days straight. The guys are exhausted. We need to get their legs back. I mean, not Levy, but then Layman comes out and says, no, the way that they're practicing and everything is not that serious. I I mean, I I don't know. It's, yeah. But some, some, some teams take Mondays off, and that's the rest of the day, post all the games. And look at this. We've also run into a whole bunch of injuries. Uh, Yeah, we probably could use a QB coach. That's, that's, That's a solid point. I don't think we just suck. That's the thing about it. Because I put it like this. Even with Vegas and uh, ESPN's FPI and all of the, the predictive stuff, Oklahoma still ranked pretty high. And it's not because and, – and, and, and everybody's baffled. They're like, everything about them says they're better than what they're playing. This yeah. is unprecedented. We don't get it. Something else is going on. And to be honest, if they've been practicing every single day, for the most part, tough on certain days that they usually would take off, yeah, your the human body has limits. And I know a lot yeah. of people don't like hearing that, but it does. That's how you see teams get tired in the playoffs. You see them fall apart in NFL playoffs. Every, every, the human body has limits. And my, once it hits its limit, it will tell you and it will stop. My uh, my my coach in my junior college, he said uh he said you guys can literally run all day. I've seen it happen before. And I was like this ain't the seventies, man. <laughs> nah, no water uh, or nothing, man. I, I, I look at like, I just want to see max effort, man. I just want to see this team be successful, and I want to see these uh, these players be put in a position to succeed. And obviously, there's some things that we need to truly, truly discuss um, in the off season. So, with that being said, I, I, I would, I would say this could probably be our last point, And then we can kind of just turn it over and see if there's any questions in the chat. Are there personnel changes on the staff that you think may need to happen at some point during the season or in the off season? Honestly, I, I hate calling people's jobs, but I do think that Ted roof probably needs to move into more of a analyst role and somebody mm-hmm. else call the defense. Um, honestly, I, if anything, I think Venable should have been just running the head coach DC type job and letting the offense just do their own thing. Just like a lot of coaches do. Nick Saban does that. The only thing that Nick Saban basically tells his coaches is that don't do anything stupid. And that's why you would see him yelling at Lane Kiffin like, bro, you, you know, you didn't, that was unnecessary. Why are we trying to run up the score? Calm that mess down. That's mm-hmm. what we need. We just need focus on one side of the ball. That's what Saban does. You can still be CEO while running one department um, at the same time. That, that that can work, especially if you got an offensive side that you trust and you got you got to trust them. Now, outside of that, I, I think that's really the only thing that needs to be moved around. I'm I'm a little bit questionable with um, I'm questionable about the, the, the defensive play call, and especially as they've gotten more complex, we've gotten worse. Mm-hmm. That's that's on coaching. Pull that stuff back. Go back to the vanilla stuff. Um, and if you want to install a fourth man down, sure, but go back to the basics to where you can truly evaluate these guys. It just seems like the complexity is not there for them yet, mainly because it's not their guys, the guys that they did, they, they got to do certain things. You got to have certain pieces in certain places. And like, like I said, a big nose tackle to help with a three, three, five. If anything, I think that Ted probably need to move back to an analyst role, uh, and and let him help oversee it, but I don't think he should be running the calls. Give it to Todd Bates. Let Todd Bates do it if you want to do it. Let him give him a shot. Um, what about the wide receiver coach? 
see a problem with the wide receivers. They just need to get the ball. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, could you go and get a Malcolm Kelly? Could you go and get some guys? I guess. I mean, would you want a more established guy, or are you fine with what you've seen from? I mean, what you what you've seen thus far? I'm fine with what I've seen thus far. I mean, the only problem we run into is a couple of receivers dropping some passes, but for the most part, they're doing their routes. The quarterbacks they get the ball to them. Well, until we're throwing the ball, I don't really have much to say about the wide receivers. I, I don't know. I think that's that's a that's a position of. I mean, I think that's a point of interest in the offseason. Do you actually go get you a wide receivers coach, a more established one, or do you ride uh, with him? Do you get you know if if he's one of Levy's guys, do you stick with him and kind of give him that chance to to, to run that right? <clears throat> then, if I'm uh, correct, he was a uh, he was Kale's guy. Was he Kale's guy? Mm-hmm. I thought well, I know that um Levy came out and said that he he knew him like kind of friends of a friend type situation or whatnot. So he knew him and all the rest of that stuff. They had some familiarity. Uh he has, he was familiar to him, right? So Yeah, I think Washington uh, was one of was Kale's guy and he 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 kind of got him going. So yeah, I would I would hang on to it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, outside of Ted Roof, I, I really don't know. I mean Ch- Chavis, Ch- I mean, what what do you think about that? I mean, I, I, I mean Look at the probably, recruits. They have the number yeah. three. They have number three class. And they had a ten, a top ten class last year. I don't see a yeah. reason of getting rid of people that are bringing in players. I I think probably the 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 three would be probably Roof, probably the wide receiver coach, and then possibly uh, probably B Hall. Right? You would have to look at the safeties coach as well and kind of just think to yourself, you know, is this a first year thing? Do we stick it out, or I mean, do you do you? I mean, what do you think? Yeah, let's take it out. I mean, what? What? There's no reason to make any changes right now. Just let the season finish itself out. Then you get your players in. Then you can figure out what you need to do. Like making a whole bunch of abrupt changes at this point when the problem you had coming into the season was you didn't have your own guys or yeah. guys that you knew where need to be. You had what positions? What difference is it? You still are trying to figure out what players can play at what? That's what you need to do. Is figure that part out. Period. And get healthy. That's the other thing, too, is get healthy. I mean, there's a lot of people that every time you look up, there's a scratch that nobody knew about. I didn't even know Marcus Major wasn't even going to make it down to the TCU game. I'm like, wait, wait a minute, where's Marcus? Why aren't we playing him? Javante Barnes is in there. Why aren't we playing Marcus? Come to find out he was a scratch. He was hurt. Him and uh, R. Mason uh, Thomas. Every time you look up, there's injuries. And so with that, we just don't have, the, like I said, the depth for handling all of that right now. We got to play flawless football. Put this on the screen real quick. Let's go ahead and um, everybody get their score prediction for the KU game right now. Jay, what's yours? Man, it's a tough one. I think it's going to be close. Uh, I think both teams will put up some points. I think it's going to be probably about like 35-32. I think it'll actually be a close game. Um, I don't know who wins. I'm going to be 100% honest. It's a backup. I don't know who our quarterback is. Until I know who our quarterback is, if, if if we don't, if we if I don't know who our quarterback is right before the game tips off, I'm gonna say Kansas wins 35-32. If we know who our quarterback is, I say that we win at 35-32. Mm-hmm. I just out. need I just need some actual solidity so, uh, solidity on who's actually gonna play in the dang game. We're at home. I'm gonna say we 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 play well at home. Obviously, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say. Um, 3524 OU. Okay. I like that, Hank. 3828. I like that. That's a good one. Jimmy thinks we get blown out. 42 to 28. Fascinating. Sooner Cowboys says it's going to be 3821. So everybody thinks we're going to get blown out. Okay. 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 If it happens, I'll give you props. If it doesn't, please keep the same energy. Or say you're wrong when we we do another live stream. What are we doing? Who's uh, are we doing the um, uh, post game on on yours this weekend? I won't be. I'm out of town this week for work. I'll next weekend. I can well that'll be the bye week. The week after that, I can do post game, but I'm out of town. I'm actually flying out tomorrow to uh, for work. So yeah, I'll be gone for six days. So I'll be watching the games. Luckily in Vegas, though, I'll be in Vegas watching the games. <laughs> um, but I start working Saturday afternoon. Um, doing some events out in Vegas, and I'll be there until next Wednesday. So, I want to do a post game. I won't be able to this one. This is the, but this is the last actual trip I have to take for 
the rest of this year. So I'll be good after this. Nah, um, I'll say this right here. And I'll I'll just kind of reiterate my spiel that I had to start this show. Hey, man, circling the wagon right now. If you haven't bought in all the way and you're not sold on on Venables and the duration that this program is going to go into, kindly see the exit. You're entitled to your opinion. Please don't think I'm trying to say that you can't have that. If you think this team is bad, all the rest of that, it's perfectly fine. But I think over the uh, next few years, you're going to see the talent and everything in this program just grow. And I'm excited about the direction. It's just, hey, it's taking a little bit longer than what we thought, right? You got anything, any uh, party shots? I was like, take it long than what y'all thought. I did, never thought that this was the year that we were going to actually play for a championship. <laughs> I thought that we had a chance to be really good, but I had zero thoughts that we were going to win anybody, get anywhere near a championship this year because all that turnover, man, 40 plus players gone in a year yeah. from the draft to transfers, and you got to shift in all these new dudes. Nah, man, it takes time to figure that stuff out. Chemistry is, is big. Like, chemistry is a big deal. And what they're doing at like TCU, Sonny Dice has been a head coach, three different jobs. And he actually had, he helped Jared Goff become the number one draft pick. Y'all yeah. watch Jared Goff play on Sundays. He helped Jared Goff become a Super Bowl, become a, go to the Super Bowl. He, the dude got drafted number one. I'm just saying, Sonny Dykes knows what he's doing. He may not be great, but he knows what he's doing. So that's the thing we got to figure out. We got to just wait and see what, um what it looks like after this year. We've got that first class that was top 10. We've got a, Top 10 t- class this year. Next year, be top 10 again. Three straight top 10 classes. We'll be yeah. straight. You're going to reap the rewards, man. You're going to reap what you sow. And I feel like we've, <laughs> we're laying the foundation right now and just trying to get right. Man, we just need to get a win. We just need to get a win by any means Dude. necessary. Got to get a win. Get on the winning winner side. Go into the bye week. Regroup. Go to uh, Iowa State and handle business and just win. I mean, that's, that's all that you're asking all you to do right now. Not asking them to win a Big 12 championship. Not asking them to make the playoffs. Any of that stuff is all that. It could possibly win be some games, baby. Yeah, just win some games. Just win. I think that's all that you want. Uh, you want to see right now. So that being said, let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, you at? You know where to find me at Unfair Sports. Search for me on YouTube or all my OU contents at doing some more stuff. Now I dropped two videos today talking about the threads that we're wearing this weekend, as well as. Uh, my thoughts on DJ Graham moving to wide receiver from corner. And overall, I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be a um, the, there's something special at play. I'm not sure what they're doing, something going on. So without that, but besides that, follow me there. Holler at your boy. I uh, love to have you over there at the community too. And I love being here on the horns down pop because I like to just throw my hands up. <laughs> Well, once again, guys, you see it at the bottom. You got Unfair Sports. You can follow him on his personal Twitter at Smith. Then you yep. got the uh, the Horns Down podcast, and then you got mine, Chris with a K. Definitely follow us. Like, subscribe, share this with everybody. People, come in, talk. You already know we get here, and we just talk noise, right? And we just have a good time. So with that being said, this is the Horns Down podcast. Let me go ahead and throw that up right there. We got a lot of content. We're going to have Seth back on here. And, uh, of course, we're going to have Jay back on here. So, guys, with that being said, we are out. Peace.